What's up, Razorback fans? I'm Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com. Today on the show, we're going to talk about Razorbacks who outperformed their recruiting rankings from the classes of 2010 to 2015. Pete Rouillet is going to join us to talk a little College World Series. And Danny West is going to be on the show talking a little bit about recruiting, some official visitors in town, all that and more on Hog Sports Live. Well, first, I want to go ahead and bring in Danny West. Danny does all of our recruiting stuff at hogsports.com and uh, does a great job. Most of our recruiting uh, stuff is VIP, so you have to have a membership if you want to get on there, and that is just $1 a month at hogsports.com right now for your first month. And you could also sign up for a year and get 30% off. Danny, how you doing? Hey, man. What's going on? So there's some official visitors in town, and uh, Arkansas had a big uh, unofficial visitor in Takiyas Crawford earlier in the week. So what can you tell us about uh, – about what's going on in the Hill? Uh, so far, so good. Everything we've heard, and again, you know, we'll talk to these guys uh, as they make their way out of town tomorrow. But so far, so good. According to sources, Blaine Toll is, uh, you know, they're really loving on him right now. And, you know, I think we kind of expected that. Obviously, a major uh, priority target here in the state. So no surprise there that 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 thing is going really well for him so far. John Gentry, of course, is uh, the running back out of Houston North Shore. He's here, and as well as Mason Mangum, who, you know, I think a lot of people feel like uh, people close to his recruitment, they think he's still on his way to picking up many, many more offers. But he's he's 100%, man. I, I think he really appreciated uh, them getting in so early with him and, and kind of rolling the dice so to speak. So, so far, so good on those guys. And Danny, what can you tell us about Takias Crawford right now? I mean, he's obviously Arkansas's highest rated commitment and came in for a visit on Tuesday. Does everything look solid with him? I think people are a little nervous with what happened with the Zevion Capers sure. deal recently. So where are things with Takias? Well, you never, you can never say for sure, right, Trey? I mean, you've mm-hmm. done it long enough that it's never a hundred percent guarantee, but I do think they feel really confident and uh, and everything he's he's said and done and and where he sits in his commitment right now, they knew, you know, once he committed that he still wanted to to experience some different places and and do some things he had never been able to do before. So who can blame a guy for that? But yeah, he had a really good visit up here this week, and you know, just again reassured uh, where he stands with them. I I don't think they're going to have any trouble. Uh, but again, you know, it's recruiting. You're dealing with a really heavily recruited guy with a lot of uh, cutthroat talent. We'll just call it what it is, competition mm-hmm. out there. So, um, yeah, you can never say for sure, but I do think they're they're feeling really confident in being able to keep him on board. You can read more about Danny's wrap-up of this recruiting cycle right now with uh, with the visitors coming in. He's got a nice uh, Thursday Razorback recruiting notebook on hogsports.com. It breaks down – you know, Malik Chavis in the 2019 class, where he's going to be playing specifically, and Blaine Toll, who his visit host is, and breaks down a Missouri commitment also that Arkansas is in on and talks a little bit about Robert Scott, the Conway offensive lineman, and his commitment to Ole Miss uh, over the weekend. So, um, yeah, that's uh, I guess that pretty much wraps up all the, uh, the stuff there. But Danny, Arkansas doesn't make a lot of in-state offers, and this isn't an exceptionally deep in-state class, but we got to talk about Brandon Thomas out of North Little Rock, the running back, 5'10", 197 pounds, recently dropped a 4.46 in the 40-yard dash, and Arkansas has made him the sixth in-state prospect that they've offered a scholarship to. 
Well, you mentioned that 446 there. And to me, Trey, I think back a month or two ago when we released our uh, our first edition of the Natural 21, which is, you know, uh, our ranking of the in-state prospects. And we've been doing that for, what, 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. But I think I had Brandon at number 10 overall. Did have him at number one running back in the state. But uh, I said it in his little capsule there. I thought his speed was really – the only question mark for him. I think you watched him yesterday on film. He's he's strong. He's he's got great balance, good vision. But you know, I I never saw the breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted about a week ago that he had gone to uh, UCA's camp, and and that he had been working on getting that forty down for a while now. So it kind of you know it made me feel a little bit better better than I was seeing maybe the same things that coaches were seeing. You know, mm-hmm. the only holdup there was that speed. So if he's dropping four four five and four four six at the UCA camp, I think that answers you know some of those questions that you do have about a great kid, a guy that Arkansas was really uh, wanting to get to camp this mm-hmm. week, but unfortunately Brandon he got dehydrated uh, from what I hear and had to go visit the hospital. So hopefully he's okay and and uh, maybe that offer made him made him uh, feel a little better this week. Danny West joining us with hogsports.com. I want to remind everybody, if you haven't thrown us a thumbs up and you like the content that we deliver at hogsports.com and on Hogsports Live, go ahead and throw us that thumbs up, a heart, a happy face, anything like that helps us get our message out there. There are plenty of ways to listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, if you're listening on those, throw us five stars, throw us a review. Again, helps us get our content out there to other people. And the more eyes we can get our content in front of, the more people that watch, obviously. Uh, Facebook Live and YouTube also available if you want to watch the show. Uh, and we try to run the show probably every Monday and Thursday. Definitely be more set in stone once football season arrives, and especially in August camp. So go ahead and throw us that thumbs up if you're watching right now. So, Danny, speaking of offers, um, Hayden Metcalf out of Prosper, Texas, a wide receiver that Arkansas has just offered also. What can you tell us about that uh, six one hundred and seventy pounder yeah, he's a preferred walk-on offer. So uh, a guy that came up and actually uh, he ran through his very first rep at one-on-ones the other day. And I think they uh, think they pulled him aside and said, hey, this is kind of where you stand with us. Mm-hmm. We would love to have you, you know, that sort of thing. So he impressed them immediately. He's actually got a sister in school up here. I think she's a junior. So, uh, you know, that plays to your advantage. This is a guy that came up four times uh, last season, came to four different games. So as of right now, I would, you know, unless a whole bunch of new offers start rolling in, I would, I would give Arkansas the upper hand in, in trying to get this guy on campus. He's a really good player. And he's a preferred walk-on, correct? That's right. That's correct. Yes. All right. They also, uh, they also offered a quarterback yeah, Will Crowder. in 2021, Will Crowder, yeah, kid out of Alabama, a guy that really likes Joe Craddock, who is also from Alabama, mm-hmm. and Crowder is a 6'2", 185 guy, Southern Miss, Campbell, Valdosta State, I think, had already offered him. So first SEC offer, first Power 5 offer, and I know Auburn and uh, Mississippi State hit him up shortly after Arkansas offered the other day. So this thing could start to really take off for Will. All right, Danny. And speaking of quarterbacks, on the topic of quarterbacks, Chandler Morris, Arkansas quarterback target in the class of 2020, son of Chad Morris, was just bumped up to a four-star. Now I'm guessing – now, 24-7 sports has had him pretty high. He moved up 466 spots at the, at the, after the Dallas opening regional. Um, 
I believe that was March 3rd, and then on the 15th, they bumped him up 466 spots despite checking in at 5'10", 172 pounds. So that just yeah. shows you how impressed they were with him. Dropped a 472 in the 40-yard dash also, laser time. Uh, so Chandler's got a lot working for him. Huge numbers last year. Got a nice offer list developing, and now uh, I think deservedly so bumped to four-star status. Yeah, it's a good time to be Chandler Morris, man. You think about it. It's mm-hmm. What his dad's been able to do up here in recruiting. And, you know, it seems like everything's trending in the right direction for the football program to have that offer and so many others sitting there waiting for him. And, and you know, the success they've had at Holland Park mm-hmm. going into an, his senior year, they're expected to be just as good, if not better, again this year. So a good time to be him. We'll actually be able to uh, – to, to watch him again tomorrow. Yep. He's going to be at the camp uh, tomorrow afternoon, the Passing Academy. Trey, they're expecting 250 kids in that neighborhood over the next two days, so wow. it should be uh, should be fun and, and going to be a busy weekend, I can tell you that. We'll get into that Passing Academy and the Trench Hogs camp and stuff here in a second, but just a little bit more on Morris. So I guess what made him bump, because he was still a shade under four-star status on 24-7 sports, um, and I know on Rivals he was a 5.7, so he was just under four-star status there. But ESPN moved him, I believe this just happened, moved him to number 239 right. prospect in the country, which is solidly in four-star range, and that was enough to make him a composite. For those who don't understand, 24-7 Sports does a ranking, their own individual ranking. We think they do a fantastic job. But if you talk to any scientists, the more data you can pull and more opinions you can pull, the better. So they also pull from rivals and ESPN and used to pull for Scout before 24-7 Sports absorbed the Scout network. Uh, and they and they create what they call the composite ranking, which has really become the standard for recruiting rankings nowadays. And um, that is where he gets the 24-7 Sports composite four-star ranking. Um what did he pass for? Like 4,000 yards, 46 touchdowns, Good six chance. interceptions, 650 yeah. rushing yards, 20 touchdowns rushing, something like that ridiculous, and led him to a state championship where he was the MVP of all that. That's pretty good, ain't it? Pretty good numbers. Pretty good numbers. Yeah, we'll, call, we'll classify that as pretty good. I bet they imp- improve even more this year. So you talked a little bit about the camps, Danny. You've got the um, junior high overnight camp wrapping up today. Probably already has wrapped up. And I just I just want to say, I think I talked about this a little bit, but I talked to another parent of a kid who went to the youth camp. So I've talked to two parents of kids who went to the youth camp, and they were just blown away, both of them, by how things were organized. I assume the same for junior high and, uh, and for these high school camps especially. So you've got these spring uh, official visits wrapping up tomorrow, and then also tomorrow you have the Trench Hogs camp and the Passing Academy camps. You mentioned 250 pl- players at – those at those two or is that also including the no, hogwild no, elite ne- camp on the june next 15th? two days okay. combined yeah, so you've got they, the hogwild elite Saturday. camp on june 15th that'll that's the one where coaches from all over the all over the state um all the college coaches from all over the state will be there to to observe kind of like i guess a satellite camp and um you got the trench hogs and the passing academy camps tomorrow which those ought to be pretty entertaining i would think yeah uh, you know the trench hogs camp is a padded camp so we'll able to hear some pads pop a little bit now the passing academy obviously is not it's a non-contact camp so mm-hmm. a little more skill involved there but uh yeah for uh, the uh, trench hogs camp o-line d-line that starts check-in starts at 7 a.m in the morning camp starts at 8 15 they're going to run till about 1 p.m and then check-in for the uh, passing academy starts at two so really quick turnaround and they're going to they're going to go all the way until 8.30 tomorrow night. I know some of the official visitors are getting out of here at 5 o'clock in the morning, so 
man, it's going to be a long day, but, you know, kind of like a coach told me the other day, he said the race is on to mm-hmm. June 16th because after you get past that Saturday camp, I mean, they're going to be able to take a little break too and well-deserved mm-hmm. for them. Danny, I got one good question here for you, a lot of comments, but um, Jacob Jacob Herod wants to know, where are we with Chris Morris? Chris Morris, man, it's kind of a roller coaster, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, one week I feel like he's he's Arkansas's to lose. The next week I think he may go to Tennessee. Texas A&M has done a really good job with him. So it's just kind of one of those guys that even if he were to commit to somebody right now, this thing's not going to be over until he signs mm-hmm. a dotted line somewhere. So took the long way around answering that question. Didn't really give a great answer, but that's just that's where it's at, man. It's mm-hmm. He's really unpredictable right now. All right, I'll get you out with this one last question. It wouldn't be – it wouldn't be normal if we didn't have a John Oliver question. So, Coy K. Wood says, where does John Oliver stand with the Hogs in recruiting? And I'll just mention this real quick, Danny, because I think, you know, a lot has gotten a little bit overblown. He's a good player, but for Arkansas, I think probably the best option for him is probably going to be the chance to walk on or something, don't you think? I yeah. mean, do you think he's yeah. a scholarship player at Arkansas? But not yet. I, you know, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think he ran particularly well at camp the other day. So he's got some improvement to do there. I think yeah. John would be the first to admit that. So everybody's pulling for the kid. He's got a huge heart. He's got all the yeah. passion for it. So you know, hopefully, if he's if he's given that chance to walk on, maybe he'll uh, he'll get up here and make the most of it. But right now, no, I, I'm not seeing a a scholarship offer going his way at this time. I think he'll be a guy that people follow for a long time just because you mentioned Absolutely. the heart and, you know, putting himself out there, doing all he can. Um, Tell you what, man, you wish some of these four- and five-star guys Absolutely. had that attitude, you know, here in our state, but, you know, more power to them. They want to look around. But it does make you appreciate guys like that, you know, McFadden just mm-hmm. um, saying, no, I'm going to Arkansas. And, and John obviously is cut from that same cloth. Yep. All right, Danny. Well, man, I appreciate you being on with us. All right, buddy. All right. We'll see you All right, so that was Danny West with hogsports.com. And, again, you can read all of his stuff at hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G sports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. We've been there for a year now and um, have had some really impressive results in the last year that we've made the move from Rivals to 24-7 Sports. Actually have um, – you know, tripled our membership from where we started, more than tripled, uh, quadrupled the traffic that's been on there. It's been uh, it's been a pretty wild ride over the last year. And uh, you can read all of Danny's stuff, again, at hawgsports.com. Most of his stuff is VIP, his recruiting news, and, of course, getting involved in our message boards and our community there where we, uh, we break a lot of news there. Again, $1 a month for your first month, $1 for your first month, then regular price after that, or you can sign up for a year, get 30% off, and include a seven-day free trial. So, Uh, basically nothing to lose for your uh, trial period there at hogsports.com and plenty of ways to watch the show facebook live youtube throw us the thumbs up if you haven't done so already and apple podcast spotify stitcher if you just want to listen and uh, throw us a review give us five stars helps us get our message out there before we continue on we're going to take a quick break but we'll be right back hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, Trey Biddy with hogsforce.com back with you now. Let's go to a couple of questions here that we have building up. At this point, Brian Malone says, what do you think the Razorback football win total will be for 2019? So right now, Brian, and a lot depends on how things shake out at quarterback, and they're going to have an interesting battle in fall camp. But right now, I have to say five, six wins. And that may change in fall camp. You know, last year in fall camp, I actually went down. I went down to five wins. It's like, I don't know. And, you know, ended up way overshooting that also. But uh, I think five or six wins. Get to a bowl game. We've talked a lot of time about how important that game, that week two game against Ole Miss is. If you can win that one, then, you know, you're probably looking at five wins and then you got to sneak out somewhere else. Uh, One more win to get to a bowl game. Jason Rackley says seven and five. Ashton Kohler says, Woo Pig Suey from the Middle East. Dustin Hoofman, these guys have to have, have to have a great pitch to recruit to be able to recruit so well after the season we've had. You're absolutely right. We talked to Jeff Trailer a few weeks ago about that, and you know he was just talking about um, he can't wait to recruit off a winning record, and uh, so that should make a difference, obviously. Uh, Terry Roy says, New Mexico State and Colorado State are high on Gentry's list with Arkansas as a close third. That's John Gentry, the running back recruited that is visiting, and Terry Roy knows a lot about Arkansas running backs, the uncle of Devois Whaley. Kyle Clem, how are the next couple of in-state classes looking? Uh, probably should have got to Danny on that one. Sorry, Kyle. Um, this one, this current one, has been is a little bit down compared to last year, but last year's was exceptional, one of the best classes probably since 2008. Um, we answered you, Jacob. Terry Roy says, how important are stars really? So stars are actually very important when you consider, um, if you want to compare it to the NFL draft, and that's something that 24-7 sports tries to do with their ranking. They try to compare things uh, to the NFL draft. So there's 32 five stars, there's 32 first round picks. So that's the kind of the standard. And when you break it down, and I did this a few years ago, but if you're a five star your odds of being drafted in the first 100 picks of the NFL draft are you got about a 50% shot at it. If you're just by being a five star, it goes down if you're a four star, goes down a little more if you're a three star, and then way down if you're a two star. And I've got a breakdown that I released this morning. In fact, we're going to go over it here now, just about um, how Arkansas's three stars and two stars have fared when it comes to getting drafted into the NFL. Uh, let me bring that up real quick here, if I have it somewhere. Let's see where do I have that. So just to, to kind of give you an idea, Arkansas signed 105. From 2010 to 2015, Arkansas signed 105 two-stars or three-star recruits, okay? 12% of those guys have made it to the NFL in terms of being drafted, just 12%. So let's, let's start this breakdown here. Who we got first? Zach Hawker. Where's my Zach Hawker graphic? There we go. All right, so Zach Hawker, and, you know, kickers are never rated more than – 
a three-star, even to the best kicker in the country. But this is a guy that was rated the number 41 kicker in the country and goes on to be the number 228 overall pick in the seventh round by Washington Redskins. I mean, didn't have an exemplary uh, NFL career. Finished 10 of 14, 71.4% with a long 51 yards and, you know, just a couple of years in the NFL. But uh, you have to take note of that. I mean, he was a two-star recruit as a kicker and drafted, and that just rarely, rarely happens. So Zach Hawker is our first guy from the class of 2010, and we have another one in Chris Smith. Now, Chris Smith was class 2010. Now, he was a three-star, number 641 overall prospect in the country, and number 23 player in North Carolina, number 39 weak side defensive end, ended up being drafted fifth, fifth round, number 159 overall in 2014 by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's been with uh, uh, Cleveland Browns. He's with Cleveland right now. But, you know, even though he was only 641 overall and ended up being 159th player drafted, even though Arkansas fans were really excited about this guy. Came out of Mount Eula, North Carolina. Arkansas hasn't had a whole lot of success over in that area, but uh, this was a guy that Arkansas was, um, you know, fans were pretty excited about and ended up recording 21 and a half sacks in his time being a three-year starter, even though a little short at 6'1", 266. Next guy, Brandon Allen. Now, Brandon was actually a four-star on one recruiting service, but he was a composite three-star, and that's the, the standard that we're going by. So, Brandon Allen – Three-star, number 354 overall, number eight pro-style quarterback. Actually, when you combine dual threat and pro-style, I think he was like number 16th uh, overall. But it's not dramatic. I mean, he was 201 overall in the NFL draft in the sixth round by Jacksonville. So he definitely – I mean, to get drafted as a quarterback is pretty impressive anyway. But he definitely is a guy that, um, you know, deserves to be on this list as a three-star who was drafted in the NFL as a quarterback. All right, up next, everybody knows this guy. This guy is the epitome of the underrated recruit. It wasn't just recruiting rankings that underrated Trey Flowers. It wasn't just recruiting rankings. It was Nick Saban in Alabama. It was Auburn. You know, this guy came out of Huntsville, Alabama, and Arkansas was his only SEC offer. So, really, Steve Caldwell, who was Arkansas's defensive ends coach at the time, is the only coach in the SEC who called it. And Georgia Tech was really the only other notable Power Five type of program uh, that offered him. And fast forward to, you know, all SEC career, 190 tackles, 47 and a half tackles behind the line of scrimmage, 18 sacks and uh, parlayed all of that into a fourth-round draft pick by New England Patriots, number 101 overall. So consider this guy was ranked a three-star recruit, the number 1,369 overall prospect in the country, number 62 weak side defensive end, and number 42 in the state of Alabama, Trey Flowers. Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl uh, NFL starter, three-time Super Bowl NFL starter, and two-time Super Bowl champion, just signed a five-year, $90 million contract with the Detroit Lions after finishing his fourth year in the NFL. Give me a thumbs up if you like that stat from Trey Flowers. Next up, this guy was part of the Bermuda Triangle at Arkansas, Darius Phylon. Now, Phylon has an interesting career because he is a guy that came – out of Alabama also, and was committed to the Crimson Tide and hurt his knee. You know, his knee was going to cause him to have to sit out a little while. So Alabama's response to that is you're going to have to sit out a year, you might as well gray shirt. So they spring that on him on National Signing Day. And I remember seeing Steve Caldwell on the phone in the back of Bobby Petrino's press conference uh, for Signing Day 
basically talking to Darius Fowler on trying to get him on board. So this is another Steve Caldwell guy. And he was ranked the number 441 overall prospect in the country, a three-star recruit, number 31 defensive tackle, and number 15 player in Alabama in 2012, and turned into a six-round pick, number 192 overall by the San Diego Chargers, still with uh, Los Angeles Chargers now. He started 13 of 16 games last year and has 80 career sacks or excuse me, 80 career tackles with nine and a half career sacks. So uh, that's Darius File on 6'1", 282-pounder, 441 overall in high school, number 192 drafted. So kudos to Darius File on. And left as a redshirt sophomore, so he still could have played two more years at Arkansas. Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle's next. This is a guy that was recruited to Arkansas as an athlete. He could have played tight end, could have played, played defensive end out of Whitehall, Arkansas in the class of 2012. A three-star recruit, number 617 overall player in the country, number 25 tight end, number seven player in Arkansas, and turned that into a fifth-round draft pick, number 154 overall by Washington in 2017. 6'5", 252-pounder, a guy that played on a really good group of tight ends, a really good group. Hunter Henry, A.J. Derby, those guys uh, who both obviously made it to the NFL and still are. Uh, I think A.J. Derby's still hanging on somewhere maybe, uh, but – those two guys made it to the NFL and with Sprinkle. His last two years, he caught 60 passes for 771 yards and 10 touchdowns before being selected by Washington in the fifth round. So, started nine of his 16 games last season. So, that's definitely trending in, in the right direction. 14 of 27 games he started so far. So, But trending in the right direction there for Jeremy Sprinkle. All right, this guy is a favorite for a lot of people. Kiro Small. You know, when Kiro Small was being – uh, recruited as a 5'10", 5'9", 240-pound fullback who was listed as a linebacker. Not too many people were excited about him. He's away out in California at a junior college, a two-star recruit, the number 93 junior college player in the country, number six inside linebacker and 34 in California. He's originally from Baltimore, Maryland, but Arkansas got him out of junior college. So his stats aren't that impressive, but what was impressive about Kiero is how many face masks he broke. I mean, this guy was a, a wrecking ball and actually was able to redshirt uh, the John L. Smith year. They were going to play him at linebacker and fullback that year, and he ended up, I think, hurting his foot. I think he was one of the guys that hurt his foot. Uh, but it's interesting because he played for three head coaches, played for Bobby Petrino, John L. Smith, he was technically hurt that year, and then was kind of the guy that bridged everything over for Brett Bielema. He was one of the team leaders there. Only 40 rushes for 151 yards, but – you know, as a guy that was a two-star recruit, ended up being a seventh-round draft pick, number 227 overall by uh, Seattle. Not that he had a great NFL career. Only played in three games, but um, or at least three starts, I guess, But and, and is not in the NFL now. But, you know, to go from a two-star to actually getting drafted in the NFL, I think is quite significant and, and warrants a position on this list. So now the third member of the Bermuda Triangle, Martrell Spate, who just retired. Martrell just retired, and I guess – Maybe injuries, because if you look at his career the, the last couple of years, you know, he's been pretty involved, and then these last two years just didn't play much, and I, I, I should have kept up with it better, but I think maybe injuries have played a role in his decision to retire early. But Martrell Spate was a three-star recruit, number 80 Juco overall, number nine outside linebacker, number 16 prospect out of the state of Arkansas that year, and turned that into being drafted in the fifth round, number 141 overall by Washington. It's a guy that didn't play much his, his first year at Arkansas. In fact, I think he was unhappy with things – way things were playing out his first year and then turns that into getting I don't know getting his head on straight or what but things just worked out the next year and put up one of the best linebacker seasons in the history of University of Arkansas first team all SEC 128 tackles 10 and a half tackles behind the line of scrimmage as a senior and um, 
So, and parlayed, like I said, to um, All-SEC first team. And I think the first team All-SEC guy since, like, Jermaine Petty back in, uh, I guess, probably the early 2000s. Um, next up on the list, another fan favorite, uh, Sebastian Jatola. Now, he's had his off-field issues and um, last seen trying out for the uh, New England Patriots in 2018. But Sebastian Jatola, three-star recruit, number 56 overall junior college, number 11 offensive guard, and number two player in Iowa, and turned that into a six-round pick, number 193 overall by Tennessee. Now, when he arrived at Arkansas, he arrived late out of junior college, just before the start of fall camp, and was 6'4", 370 pounds. But once he got that weight in order, he entered the starting lineup and started the next 24 games, I believe. So, uh, turned into All-SEC, uh, one service named him an All-American in 2015. So, Sebastian Totola definitely had a good career at Arkansas. Now we come up to a few more familiar names. And you notice there's been a pretty big gap here. I mean, from Totola, who was a junior college signee in, what class was he, 2014. Um, now, I guess Armand Watts was 2014, too, but... Tritola was, you know, a junior college. but So Armand Watts just drafted. Now, this is a guy that didn't do much for his entire career, the first four years, including his redshirt year. I mean, you look back at what he did. He played his redshirt freshman year in like 11 games and then just four games the next year and then, you know, just barely played, like I think, one game the next year. And then all of a sudden he emerges as a starter for Arkansas and produced – 49 tackles, seven sacks to lead the team, all coming up the middle. He was one of the best defensive tackles in terms of sacks in the entire country last year. And he was actually a teammate of Brian Wallace, who was a four-star recruit. Brian Wallace was viewed as the big-time recruit and watched as a guy who couldn't get a Missouri offer. Uh, maybe one reason they both left. But uh, three-star, number 746 prospect overall in the country, number 50 defensive tackle, and number 14 in Missouri. Turned that into a six-round pick number 190 overall by Minnesota, and a guy that really made the most out of his senior year, going from a guy nobody was talking about to a NFL draft pick. So Armand Watts, his first season in the NFL will be next year, as will Dre Greenlaw, another fan favorite. Greenlaw out of Fayetteville, Arkansas, tremendous story, you know, being adopted by the Earlies and, you know, just his path overall is, you know, just a story that, um, you know, just kind of warms your heart. And on top of that, just a fantastic football player. I think a guy in the NFL that kind of plays, fits in that hybrid safety outside linebacker role that didn't used to exist, but now uh, is a really coveted position. Class of 2015, three-star recruit, number 831 overall, number six safety, and number 12 player in Arkansas. Turned that into from 831 overall to 148 overall pick by the San Francisco 49ers. Fifth round, impressive jump by Dre Greenlaw, six foot 227. Former freshman All-American, had 103 tackles uh, as a sophomore, or was that a junior? Junior, so Freshman, true freshman year, he ended up starting, forced into action. Sophomore year, he started half the year and then broke his foot against Alabama and then broke it again in the bowl game. Junior year, put up 103 tackles. And then um, last year, he battled some injuries as well, but ended up being the number 148 overall pick. So that's where we are right now with um, guys that are and, – and I should mention, A.J. Derby was – AJ Derby was a you know highly regarded guy uh, coming out of high school, but at a junior college, he just walked on at Arkansas and was a three-star recruit. So AJ Derby probably deserves mention. Maybe Javante Herndon also, who was not drafted but ended up making an NFL roster. So um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that list. But uh, at the same time, when I mention all that, 
that's a 12%, 12% of three stars and two stars and mostly three stars uh, that went to Arkansas ended up getting drafted. All right, next we're going to bring up Pete Roulier here. Pete Roulier, you are on Hog Sports Live. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing good, Pete. Doing good. I enjoyed uh, hearing about the guys that were underrated coming in out of high school and did well at Arkansas. I'm sure everyone else enjoyed that too. Yeah, a, was, lot of, a lot of different guys. Arkansas is kind of a hotbed for that kind of story, huh? They have to be. And to be honest with you, Pete, I don't think they put enough. I mean, you go back to the Houston Nut days, they really you know, had a lot of three-star type talents that, that emerged into being big-time players uh, for them. And, you know, like I said, they're at a 12% clip right now for those guys. So, you know, obviously, obviously you, uh, you know, do a little better with um, – with the four stars and five stars. So, Pete, I wanted to get in real quick with um, three Razorbacks were just named All-American. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, three guys. I think Cronin was kind of expected to be an All-American at the beginning of the year, but Isaiah Campbell and Jack Kenley were two guys at the beginning of the year that no one really thought could be All-Americans. Well, Campbell always had the stuff, but after a shaky 2018, it was kind of questionable. So, Mm -hmm. uh Good for those guys earning All-American honors. Uh, I'll go over the numbers right quick. Isaiah Campbell, after a shaky 2018, he's got a 2.26 ERA this season. Struck out 115 batters and walked 20. Uh, he's just been solid on the mound all year long. Really gets batters out uh, mentally. Doesn't really overpower him, just outsmarts him. He's had a great uh, great season so far. And then Jack Kelly's the surprise of the year, really, um, playing second base for Arkansas. Really could play anywhere in the infield, but that's where he fit in this year. But uh, hit 13 homers, never even hit a homer before this season. So that's impressive in and of itself. And batting over 300 with a 319 average and 10 doubles, four triples, which is pretty pretty impressive, and 53 RBIs. And then Matt Cronin kind of has done what everyone has expected him to do as Arkansas's closer. 12 saves so far this season. Broke the record last year, uh, the school record, with 14 saves last season. Could probably get to that again this year, uh, depending on what happens in Omaha. And then uh, – yeah, just he, he <laughs> unlike Campbell, he, he uses his fastball to overpower hitters. Doesn't really outsmart him. Uh, they know what's coming, and he's been impressive coming out of Navarre, Florida. So those are the three All-Americans named by uh, D1 Baseball. And then Cronin and Campbell picked up a bunch of other All-American honors along the way uh, this season. But those are the guys named by D1 Baseball. Pete Roulier joining us. Pete is our lead baseball guy, also does some recruiting, football, and basketball. You can read all of his stuff on hogsports.com. Pete produces a lot of free content as well, Uh, so not just VIP stuff at hogsports.com. We have a lot of stuff out there for the casual fan as well. And I want to go ahead and remind you, if you're listening right now on Facebook Live or YouTube, then go ahead and throw us a thumbs up. Helps us get our message out there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. If you're listening there, throw us five stars. Give us a review. So, thumbs up if you haven't done so already. Uh, just a couple of, of things real quick, Pete. Terry Roy says only 2% of college players make it to the league, and that is accurate. Anybody who's seen that NCAA commercial knows that uh, <laughs> most college players will be going pro in something else. Um, right. Darius Phylon was, is with Arizona. That is from Braylon Carter and Chris Hall. So, a, a correction there. Now, Darius Phylon no longer with Los Angeles Chargers with uh, the Arizona Cardinals. So um, let's see what else we got for you, Pete. So um, you had a story about Dave Van Horn kind of taking a, a hands-off approach uh, into Omaha. What does that mean exactly? Right. Well, Van Horn is known for being a pretty intense guy. Um, both, yeah. You know, if you've watched him for long enough, you've seen all the ejections he gets. He really fires up fans. It's just he's an intense guy all around. He's got to be for head coach. But 
I think a little bit in his age, this kind of happens with a lot of coaches. They kind of tend to, you know, not not exactly um, get soft with their old age, but they figure that what am I going to say that I haven't said already to uh, fire up a team. And uh, I think also what he's been doing is just letting the players do the talking. I think he mentioned that I've talked to him, what, 60 games this season, and what am I going to say that I haven't already said? Mm. Um He's just really been letting them do their thing, and he really trusts these guys. He really likes this team. He said uh, after getting to Omaha, this was the most gratifying season of his career. So I think he just really trusts his players and is taking a kind of hands-off approach and um, not putting too much pressure on them and letting them figure out what it's going to be uh, like at TD America Trade Park in Omaha. So this pitching matchup, we've got a Q&A coming with um, Chris Nee at the Knowles 24-7. What Chris says, Drew Parrish. Uh, a junior left-hander will likely start against the Razorbacks. He's a paint-by-numbers type with multiple pitches in his arsenal. His velocity is good, low 90s capable, but he's good at mixing and keeping batters off balance. When he struggles, he tends to leave it up and allows it to be driven hard, including long ball. He's a veteran pitcher with a ton of career innings, which makes him good at batting on days where he struggles. Good at battling on days when he struggles. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. But the quality of teams you face in Omaha tend to reduce the margin of allowable error as a pitcher. What do you think about this pitching matchup? Yeah, if you look at it, um, the first thing you notice is that he's a lefty, which is normally not good news for Arkansas mm-hmm. lineup, which is pretty lefty heavy. So that's uh, that's kind of a concern. But then there's also some things in there that you like to see if you're an Arkansas fan because um, that on days that he struggles, he tends to lead the ball up and uh, they can hit a lot of home runs off of Arkansas's offense has some power, especially in the middle of the lineup with Fletcher, um, Kerstad, Kenley's hit some homers. I mean, if, if Arkansas can get the long ball going, I don't think uh, Florida State really stands a chance. Um, I think – and he's also – I mean, I got some stats pulled up on him too. He's got a 5.11 ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of the matchup, you got Campbell on the other side who's been rock solid all season. You can look at his numbers, his ERA, everything's excellent. I mentioned that earlier. But I think the stat that stands out to you is he's 12-1 and this season. So it's really hard for Arkansas to lose when Campbell's on the mound, and he really hasn't had a bad start um, all season long. So I think if you're Arkansas, despite the fact that they got a lefty on the mound, I think you like the pitching matchup there. All right, Pete. So your prediction for Saturday's game real quick, and what do you think is going to happen in the bracket? I'll start with the second question first. Um, Arkansas is on the best side of the bracket by far. Um, we actually had stages. somebody on drive time the other day kind of complaining about the way the bracket was set up. I haven't heard anybody complain about that. I don't. Uh, I, well, maybe he's thinking because Florida State and all these teams are kind of like got the good story on their side. Yeah, maybe so. You know, there but are some yeah, good I stories. Mm-hmm. I definitely would not want to be on the bracket with Vanderbilt, no. Mississippi State, Auburn, no. Louisville, Arkansas uh, won that about just just by luck, really, because they could have faced some good teams. So the teams that are they're playing them, I mean be some good teams to get the super regional snow cakewalk mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But yeah, no, on terms of a Saturday, like I said, I, I love Campbell on the mound for Arkansas. Um, what's really going to be the X factor is, I mean, Florida state, speaking of stories, they just kind of cruised through the regional against a good Georgia team then swept LSU. And then, I mean, just to put like the cherry on top with momentum, they, they won that last game on a walk-off. So they're feeling themselves right now, and you can't take away the magic uh, with Mike Martin it being his last season, him mm-hmm. never winning a national championship. But I still got Arkansas just because of that number, 12-1 on the mound with Campbell. And uh, they got some momentum themselves, and 
Um, I think this team is hungry. And then you think about another story. Uh, the drop ball is always going to be over there. So how that drives them. And uh, a guy on the mound for Arkansas with this much composure and what he's shown all season, I, I don't think Florida State is going to be able to overcome that. All right, Pete, as always, um, any last words of wisdom? Any last words of wisdom? Um, uh, who do you think for the uh, 2019 class could be like one of those guys, maybe like um, Armand Watts or Jeremy Sprinkle, especially I'd like that uh, maybe could be an NFL player? You know, I could see it being a Monte Spivey possibly. Dan, Danny and I were talking about that the other day. You know, he's a guy that's got a lot of ability. Um, it, was, it came down to a battle between Arkansas and Ole Miss. Three-star recruit. But I, I, if I'm just, you know, off the top of my head, I think maybe I'll go with a Monte. I'll just, I'll just say it without even doing it. I think Marcus Miller might be one of those guys. Oh, yeah. You know, Marcus is an interesting guy because this is, you know, him and Traylon Burks both, neither of those guys went to any camps. But with Marcus, you know, he had some injuries throughout his career. But you see that guy, you're just like, whoa. Oh, he's, he's a man. Oh, there's no question that he <laughs> is a get-off-the-bus type of first guy. Um, get-off-the-bus first type of guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Marcus Miller, no question about it. So Yeah, number eight player in the state, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. All right, Trey, right, appreciate Pete. you. Appreciate you, man. That's Pete Roulier with hogsports.com. Again, that's H-A-W-G sports.com. Go ahead and give us a trial period uh, at Hog Sports. Uh, before we move on, let's see, what, uh, let's see what Dave Van Horn had to say yesterday about this matchup. To us, it's, it's, it's another great team that, that we get the opportunity to play. We're just so excited to get up there, and hopefully we'll play as well as we did the game one and game three. If we do that, we have a chance to play with anybody that's there. When they face Isaiah, they have to change their philosophy a little bit if he's doing what he can do because he throws strikes. Um, so, you know, we've, we've looked at that. Uh, we're all about throwing the ball over the plate early uh, and the count making the swing and this is going to be a great matchup. I'm still waiting to find out who they're throwing. I've always been a lot looser once we get to postseason. Um, I just I know during the season it's such a grind for these guys. You got to remember they're 18 to 23 years old. A lot going on in their lives, you know, from obviously academic side, social side. Um, just trying to keep them focused. A lot of times it's about keeping them focused. Once we get to this part of the season. I don't feel like I have to keep them focused. They should be focused. I'm excited about being here. School's out. A little less maybe for, for us to really be concerned about. But we know that our guys are, are hooked up and ready to go every day at this time of year. And for me personally, it's just about enjoying it and watching these guys play. You know, we wouldn't be in this position if we weren't pretty good. Back-to-back is, is really special. Um, you know, probably just set in for me just last night, to be honest with you. It's been so busy. But just, uh, just the thrill of watching – the guys celebrate on the field. You know, there's only eight teams you get to celebrate like that. Um, and then when you go to Omaha, only one team celebrates. So suddenly disappointed. So really, for the most part, except for one team, that's the biggest biggest out of the year when you get that last out to get a chance to, to go to Omaha and compete. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's something special. It's different every year. Uh, we played in some big stages, even though, you know, we hold 11,000. It's full. They're on top of you. It, it can feel like 25,000. So I don't think it's a huge difference. Uh, you know, our stadium is awful loud when it's rolling. Um, so uh, Florida State played at LSU last weekend. It didn't get any louder than that place. So I don't think it's going to phase them at all either. You just, you just let them experience it. Hope, hopefully they can handle it. You know, what I saw this year, uh, I saw probably more towards the end of the year last year, uh, pitching backwards. I mean, I can tell you everything. Heston knows how they're going to pitch them. They're going to start away and try to finish them in. They're going to try to finish them up hard. 
get him to chase down and away, uh, try to frustrate him. Martin, uh, it's been a little bit more inside this year. Last year they were scared to come in. Uh, this year they know he's looking out over the plate a little more, and they're coming in. And there's not one on our side of the bracket, so we've got to win our bracket if we have an opportunity to play another one. And, you know, the odds are that an SEC team's going to come out of the other side. So I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just, I'm just glad we're playing. So I'm, I'm confident that we can get the right players in here and they'll develop and they, they want to get back and, and compete for a championship. I mean, that's kind of what we talk about when we recruit kids and even throw out, hey, if that's not what you're looking for, this probably wouldn't be the spot for you in a lot of cases. So, um, you know, I didn't know we'd get back this year, but I feel like every time we go, you know, we're going to compete to win one and, and one day we'll get it. All right, everybody, that was Dave Van Horn there. We're going to get you out with this question, this last question for t- from Terry. Do y'all think the rotation hurt Arkansas football the last two years? I think inconsistency, inconsistency hurts the team. A lot of players never knew their true value on the team. And with athlete, athletes, consistency matters. Uh, I do feel like that's been a bit of an issue. It seems like you never know what player is going to get what kind of action. And um, there has been a lot of up and down. I don't think there's any question about that. Um I think that's one of many problems, though, Terry. I think you probably agree with that. But things look like they're headed on the right track. Okay, everybody, I want to say one more time, if you haven't given hogsports.com a try, now's a great time to do that. There's a lot of stuff coming up. we got big camps coming up this weekend, and uh, SEC Media Days is not far off. I mean, we're inside of 80 days until the start of football season, even less than that in the start of fall camp, which we blow out fall camp like nobody else. And, of course, we'll have blowout baseball coverage as well. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, go ahead and throw us a review. We'll, we'll take five stars from you if you like the show. If you don't, then, you know, don't throw us five stars. If you're watching Facebook Live or YouTube, throw us a thumbs up if you haven't done so already, if you like the content that we provide. So, for Danny West, for Pete Roulier, this has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.